Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. It's episode 33. And if you live in Canada, which only about half of our listeners actually do, it's Thanksgiving Monday today. So happy Thanksgiving. I'm very excited. On So we are obviously pre-recording this episode. Uh, Jay, what are you going to be doing literally as this comes on air? As this comes on air, I will be waking up in Coburg with my girlfriend, Becky. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably have a little Caesar and something else. And then mosey on to Bowmanville a little later to have another Thanksgiving. And that will be number three of my entire weekend. So you're having three different Thanksgivings. Over the course of three days. That is crazy pants. I know. It's going to be a big one, but, you know, we're going to see everybody who we want to see, and it'll be a really great family weekend. It will just be a lot of time in the car. Uh, I have a pretty fun weekend planned as well. I will be heading to uh, Blake's family's cottage, and we'll be there for the weekend, and in fact, my parents are also joining. So we're wow. meshing the families. Oh, that is a big step. That's a huge step. So yeah, they, we are officially family meshing. Especially because your family doesn't normally celebrate anything around this time of year. We don't normally celebrate anything any At time all. of year. <laughs> I know. Your big plans for Christmas or you're going to go see episode seven. So I am. I But I, I Christmas has now been co-opted by Blake's family as well. I really miss my my old Christmases where I did nothing but hang out with my brother and have Chinese food. Not even that. What? We, you didn't you don't get the reference. My reference of a Christmas story with the Chinese food. I did the, get the reference. Uh, but I don't I, I, I never did that. That was never part of my anyway. That's the wrong holiday. My Why are we question even talking to you about is it? It's Thanksgiving. What are you giving thanks for today? Oh, my gosh. So many things, but especially you and this podcast Aww, and all of our Ella friends and all of our Ella friends who are listening and who join us each and every week and who participate and like reach out to us and rate us and do all those amazing things. I'm super appreciative. I'm sure you are as well. I am. I am so grateful to you for everything you do for this podcast, Ivana. And I'm so grateful to all of our Ella friends listening. Um, you downloading every week, making us a part of your life. It feels so great. And, you know, we get a lot of talk on Twitter about how much you like the show and you comment and you like us on Facebook and, and everything. Emails. It's, just it's amazing. amazing. So thank you very much. And we want to wish you, if you are celebrating a very happy Thanksgiving, and if you're not celebrating, Hey, a month out, have a very Great Thanksgiving in the U.S. and uh, the U.K. Are you getting excited for the upcoming Thanksgiving? And does the U.K. celebrate Thanksgiving? I actually don't know these answers. We will have to look that up. Well, I think the U.K. does celebrate Thanksgiving, and I think it's around the same time that the U.S. does. But I could be wrong. And we have our lone 
UK listener. So <laughs> if that is you, can you please tell other people in the UK to make sure to listen to Friends with Elephants? And also, could you email us and tell us when your Thanksgiving is? Yes, we. or if you have a Thanksgiving. Because I always thought that Thanksgiving came from only the North America region because of the whole coming to a new land, uh, harvest is in, it's starting to get cold, and now you give thanks and come together with other people to, for unity. Well, in Canada, we're celebrating a certain journey across the Northwest Passage. <laughs> and during Thanksgiving, we'll probably talk a lot about Black Friday, like U.S. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So, sure. We have to cater now. <laughs> It's time for a top three turf war. And this week, as we said in our intro, we discovered that 50% of our Ella friends are actually from the United States. So we thought it would be appropriate to pay homage to America's favorite pastime, baseball. But also the Toronto Blue Jays are in the playoffs for the first time in 22 years. Which is really big. So not only are our American friends excited about playoffs. Everyone in Canada is celebrating too. Exactly. So this is like unity. See, Thanksgiving is a theme. That oh, it just feels so warm and so fuzzy. many different things. <laughs> so we're talking top three all time baseball movies. I would like you to start us off with number three, Ivana. My number three movie is... 42. 42, the Jackie Robinson story. Okay. 42 right. has Chadwick Boseman, Harrison Ford, um, and a whole bunch of other really awesome actors, not many of which I know their names. Alan Tudyk from Firefly is in it. He's the big racist jerk. <gasps> yes. Someone always has to play the big racist jerk. I feel a lot of respect for those actors because my guess is Everyone who gets cast as the big racist jerk is not racist, and it hurts them on a personal level to be that racist on camera. They must feel awful. I've never had to be racist on camera, and I just can't imagine how hard it would be to look at someone that I respect and then be completely the opposite of respectful to them. So crazy story, sidebar story. So one of my good friends is a black guy named Darren, and he's probably listening right now. And actually, from 30 Rock, Tina Fey used to say, suck it, monkeys. And I totally adopted that. And uh, and just this week in an email, uh, I, I wrote, suck it, monkey, to him. And then immediately felt, I am the worst human being in the world because monkey is a derogatory term. And I had to immediately write him back and be like, no, sorry, that came out wrong. It didn't mean that. It was Tina Fey. Tina Fey's not racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why does she say Like, what does it mean when she says it? Uh, she walks into the writer's room and says, suck it, monkeys. I'm going corporate. <laughs> okay, so that's what she means. She means like, so you know that thing where if you put enough monkeys in a room and give them all typewriters, they'll come up with Shakespeare? That's exactly what Those I are was the thinking. monkeys she's referring to. Yeah, they're yeah, right, my monkeys. Like, yeah. I'm sure Darren was like, he was probably like, yeah, I probably had a, a weird wink, but then now I get it, so it's not oh, a Oh, yeah, big deal. we were fine today. No problem. <laughs> um, so, my number three baseball mm. movie, we got a little sidetracked. My number three baseball movie is A League of Their Own. Gina Davis and Lori Petty, 
Madonna, even freaking Rosie O'Donnell, but then you got Tom Hanks in there. I love this movie. And it's not just, I, I would place this as a, a World War II era film as well about a real life thing that took place uh, during during the war. And I, I love it. I think it's um, an amazing story. It makes me cry. And you know what? There's a problem with that because there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two movie is Bull Durham. Whoa, I got that higher. Can we wait? And I'll give you my number two. All right, go. Well, because League of Your Own, I've, I've got that higher. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So my number two is The Sandlot. I knew The Sandlot would be in uh, it. It can't not be. It's just, so, I've watched it this summer. Again, I introduced my nieces and nephews to this movie. I think it is one of the best, not just baseball movies, but family movies of all time. I think it's a great family movie. I don't know that I could consider it like the, a top baseball movie. I can't believe that you put that above A League of Their Own, but... It was a hard thing to do, but I think I watched The Sandlot just a little bit more. Okay, what is your number one So my number movie? one clearly is Bull Durham, and your number one clearly is A League of Their Own. That is correct. Okay, so let's talk about Bull Durham just for a quick second. I love Bull Durham. I think it is a fantastic film. I did not watch it for the first time until like a couple of years ago, really. Um, a really awesome friend of mine named Matt uh, introduced me to it and it's like changed my life. I love Susan Sarandon, I think more than anyone. Of anyone in all of Hollywood, she is it for me. And she is just stellar in this movie and the cast and the story and everything. Kevin Costner's speech to me, is one of the greatest things ever. Baseball movie, any kind of movie, it's one of the greatest speeches of all time. I believe, well, I in, the believe in the soul. Small, Small moments back. back. The hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, but the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. Good night. It's amazing. This film is not only my favorite baseball movie, but it's also my favorite sports movie. Uh, it just goes one notch just there over Rocky. And to me, this is a perfect film. You get the old timer talking to the youngster, but the old timer is very wise. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Brilliant. And this was the beginning of his relationship with Susan Sarandon. I know. Oh, God rest its soul. I know. But they made a beautiful child. She is so hot. I love her. And you know what? She's also so talented. She looks so much like her mom. I know. Okay, so tell me why A League of Their Own, what that movie means to you. Because so, I've already kind of gone down that road. A League of Their Own to, is my number one favorite sports movie of all time. Gina Davis is incredible in this film as well as Tom Hanks and their relationship is amazing and I think one of my favorite parts about that whole movie is the fact that they never go there they don't go there with the whole we're gonna fall in love and this is gonna be really classic rom-com oh my gosh and that that interesting love story between Tom Hanks and Gina Davis but then when Bill 
Pullman comes back. Yeah. And he's got the crutch and and Tom Hanks knows I got to leave this alone. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give you this movie at number one. It's just such an amazing movie. Yeah. It's amazing. So, okay, number one is... A League of Their Own. And number two is Bull Durham. Bull Durham, clearly. So, so we're, number three... We're really what we're fighting so now... So why don't you think Sandlot is a baseball movie? The whole movie is about baseball. It's about getting a baseball back. It's about... And th- it's that's about the childhood thing. as the well. The movie is about getting the baseball back, but it's not about baseball. And I feel like 42, for example... Is I remember seeing that movie and I just thought it was amazing. I've seen it three times and I don't like to rewatch movies. See, 42 to me was an okay film. Like it didn't blow the gates off of anything for me. Uh, I thought it was very good. And I thought the actor playing Jackie Robinson was sensational. And I felt like it was Harrison Ford's debut. Like he disappeared in that role in he a was way incredible. I'd never seen before. He was incredible. He it had been a long time since he had done that level of acting. I mean, the Sandlot also has the the great music, the amazing friendships. You remember all of your childhood. You rem- you have great overarching themes like the stepfather and the stepson relationship, where you're not really sure if Dennis Leary is ever going to really get to know this kid on a level more than I'm your stepdad. And then finally at the end of the film, they, they kind of get their rhythm because now he has confidence because of all these kids at the Sandlot, you know, and, and that carries with him the rest of his life. Is it kind of, it still feels like a lot, like a lot of those movies that were made in the nineties about being a kid and growing up and that summer that you turned into a man. And and I guess that that's why to me it doesn't feel like a baseball movie. It is a really good movie. I really did enjoy that movie a lot. Although I do think less than you. I think I if I had to make pick a preference, I would rather watch 42 than The Sandlot. But obviously you would rather watch The Sandlot over 42. And I would take The Sandlot over even A League of Their Own, but I I gave you A League of Their Own. All right, I will give you The Sandlot. And for that reason... <laughs> Sandlot, okay. So uh, do you want to do the drum roll? <laughs> Number three, The Sandlot. <laughs> Number two, Bull Durham. And number one baseball movie of all time, A League of Their Own. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I'm quite happy with this list. We have a whole spectrum. We have uh, a movie about love and love of the game, a movie about the times and the love of the game, and third, but definitely up there up in there, all yeah, the best movies yeah. of all the land, we have a movie again about the love of the game and becoming a man. Yes, yes, we have some of that. And I know what you're thinking, like, where was the natural on this list? Where was Field of Dreams? Well, Field of Dreams is a magic movie. It's not a baseball movie as far as I'm concerned. Also, Field of Dreams sucks. Okay, you're wrong on every level. Blake we're, makes me watch that no, movie at least wrong. once a year and Field I'm of so Dreams over is it. so great. I'm over but it. But it's not great because it's and a it's baseball movie. It's not nearly movie. as good as Bill Durham. It's not, but it's not... It's a different movie. It's a drama. It's not a uh, an amazing baseball movie. That's that's why it's not on this list. Um, and there's a million other baseball movies that are amazing. You can make a top 10 list of baseball movies. You can make a top 20 list of great baseball movies. But these are our top three. So suck it, monkeys. <laughs> How about 
Suck it, fireflies. Fireflies? Yeah, it just came out of my mouth. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you say that. I'm never saying that. That's weird. (laughs) It's time for us to recap. Five things you should know from last week. And number one, the Surface Book was announced by Microsoft. This is clearly a direct competitor to the MacBook. It's pretty damn cool. But it is very cool. It looks like some incredible specs for you computer guys out there. Uh, 16 gigabyte RAM. We are going to get a beautiful 13 inch screen, but that screen also pops off and becomes a tablet from the rest of the system, but then pops back on. It's got a swivel. Uh, You got to check this YouTube link out. It's starting at about $1,500. They are calling it the ultimate laptop. I'm actually kind of uh, curious about this creative canvas thing, which it allows a lot of people that I know that are in graphic design, they'll have almost like a tablet-like substance that goes beside their computer, and then they'll have a stylus that they can draw with it. And this is for like true creative designers who draw right onto their computer and change it up and all that kind of stuff. So it looks like that they will be doing all that and they will be totally supporting all of that work. All on one device. So this is not to be mistaken as a Surface Pro. This is actually a laptop with a detachable uh, a detachable tablet, not a tablet that has a detachable keyboard. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Number two, uh, Theresa May, the UK Home Secretary, Uh, had a pretty legendary speech in which she stated that high levels of immigration make it impossible to build a cohesive society. Uh, And essentially, she goes on to sort of explain that they're letting in way too many refugees and what is really the determination of when, like, if someone flees from a country and are granted refugee status because of their safety, if the turmoil at their home country dissipates, should they be kicked out of the UK again? And she's saying yes. I mean, this really comes down to the refugees and because there's such a migration, um, what do they do once they get there? I've, I've actually read three or four essays Um, And articles written by these refugees and they feel like their dignity is lost because now they're in a a country that doesn't recognize them and they they're not finding work. They're mooching off of they feel like they're mooching off of families uh, who have who have let them in. and They can't pay them back properly. They don't want to feel like they're putting people out. Nobody wants to make somebody feel like they've been put out. Um, So. It's interesting. And a lot of these people have left their families. So I don't know if they want to go back to get their families after the risk is decreased and after some treaties are put in place. But right now it's, I mean, you're saving lives by having your refugees come to your country. So there's no proof that there's anything happening in your country to screw around with the people who are already there. Yeah. So just help them as long as you can help them and try not to be a dick. I think that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, she was just being a dick. 
She's really apparently this was like a big political move because she's a conservative over there and she's vying for conservative leadership. And apparently that is what has sort of precipitated it. It sounds to me kind of like she's Tea Party of the UK. Uh, Well, it didn't work out well for the Tea Party in the US. So we'll see how it goes there. (laughs) And number three is... Uh, Takaki Kajita of Japan and Arthur McDonald of Canada both won the Nobel Prize in Physics on Tuesday for discovering that tiny particles called neutrinos change identities as they whiz through their little universe, proving that they have mass. This is huge in the science world. Huge. And we would not be a proper geek show if we did not talk about this because it is really big. This discovery has changed our understanding of the inner workings of matter. Um, So neutrinos are very interesting because for a while, when you're talking about things on that tiny of a scale, we didn't have the capacity to understand whether or not it had mass. In in our eyes, it might've looked like, you know, all of a sudden they're turning into a different object and then another object, but, but they've proven that they have mass, which means they fit into our universe. And I think that gives us one step closer to truly understanding how the universe as we know it began. And I also love the fact, just the fact that two people get to share the Nobel Prize. And the one's from Canada. One's from Canada. And one is from Japan. Number four, Eddie Murphy, as raw as he can be, is coming to Netflix. That's right. So I believe it was Brian Grazer is... Now, teaming up again with Eddie Murphy and bringing him to Netflix, not necessarily to do a comedy show, but to do something raw. And it could be a movie. It could be a TV series. It's going to be crazy. Eddie Murphy. Are we ready for Eddie Murphy? Is he going to be to wearing, be that way again? Is he going to wear that red jumpsuit? That's delirious. That isn't. That was way back when. I know. But I'm just thinking, do we do we need to see donkey at his most raw? <laughs> You know, but another cool thing that came out of this is Brian Grazer also said they are working on Arrested Development season five. This is very exciting for me because I love Arrested Development and I thought season four was good. Not great, not brilliant, not like the first three seasons of Arrested Development. Granted, season four was meant to be leading up to a feature film. Clearly, that hasn't happened. But that's probably even better because now we can see what season five will be like. And it, I think, will be amazing. Number five, a Saudi Arabian woman is facing jail time for posting a video of her husband sexually accosting their maid. Nobody should be going to jail for posting anything. Well, that's not true. But Except child stuff and awful trafficking and all that. But this, you're just shaming your husband because he's a jerk. And that's what she posted. So she put it on social media and she said, this is my only way to stand up for myself and the fact that I don't want him to be sexually harassing and accosting our maid. So I'm going to put this video out there. And now she could go to jail time for like to jail for defamation. It's disgusting the way they treat women over there. I, I think that that country could definitely use some women's lib it's been gone for a long time 
But this segment is back, and it's back with a vengeance. It's time to play Merry Do Ditch. And this week, we're talking heroes of horror films. And most of the movies that we're going to be talking about through the rest of October will be horror and Halloween related. That is correct. And so we thought to kick this off and to get us in the mood as we start to watch scary movies all together, let's play some fun, scary, merry do ditch with horror movie heroes. First up, Marty from Cabin in the Woods. He is the hero, the weed hero. He's the guy who smokes so much Oh my God, so I love fun. him. Uh, next up, Ash from Evil Dead. You knew he would be here. I'm so happy he's here. And finally, Ed Warren, played by Patrick Wilson in James Wan's The Conjuring. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. This is a really hard one. I did it, I did it hard this this oh, time. It's And you're really bad at that normally. So I know. I'm normally, I throw like somebody old and gross. I was going to do Anthony Hopkins from Dracula as Van Helsing, <laughs> but no. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to have to marry Ed Warren or Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring because, well, he's just an amazing husband and he's very understanding. He works with his wife. It's it's truly a fantastic. I just love him. He's an amazing man in that movie. Your dog is humping my freaking hand. Marshall. It just happened. She was so good up here and then hey. humped my hand. Down. We Down. were doing so fine. And then yeah. what happened? And then what happened? She looks like she's really ashamed. I know that's just a... But she's not. It's, it's a, a ruse. It's a ru- she does not a feel guilt. She's looking at my arm like, I'm going to hump that again. Yeah, she's just like, let me look really sad till you let me go. You're going to stay there because we're filming. I mean, we're recording. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If we were filming your adorableness, we would absolutely get a YouTube amazing show out of it. <laughs> but we decided to do podcast. So take that. That's right. You stay there and you can sniff my mic. You can really hear her sniffing. <laughs> you can hear her sniffing so bad. Okay. Um, so I'm going to marry Ed Warren. Oh, man. Who am I going to do and who am I going to ditch? You are going to hurt people's hearts with this decision. I'm going to do Ash because Bruce Campbell as Ash is one of the most epic characters ever and who wouldn't want to do him. Hail to the king, baby. And I'm going to have to say goodbye to Marty from Cabin Aww, in the Woods. Oh, that's too bad. I am Yeah, what's your what's your choice on this? Well, I'm going to do Marty from Cabin in the Woods. I am going to marry Ash and I'm going to ditch Patrick Wilson. What? Um, you love Patrick Wilson. I know, but and I love Ed Warren. I just he knows too much. I don't I don't want to know that much about the occult and I don't want it to be the focus of my life. At least, you know, marrying Ash, we're going to, you know, hook up and we're also going to work at S Mart. So it'll be fine. I actually think you guys would make a great couple. Thank you. Yeah. Who are mine? All right. I have for you, Lori Strode played by Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Woo. Sydney Prescott played by Nev Campbell from scream. Double. Woo. And Wichita played by or no sorry and wichita played <laughs> by <laughs> wichita <laughs> wichita played by emma stone from Zombieland. i'm gonna break some hearts here too i know it's a tough one okay 
Here's the deal. I am marrying Nev Campbell. We're going to live in that house in the middle of the woods, and she's going to always have guns and protect me from evil. I love it. Number two, I'm going to do... I'm going to do Wichita because it's Emma Stone and that scene with the Ghostbusters and she's just so fun in that movie. I think that her she was at her sexiest in this movie. I think so. But I feel really bad because I really wanted to put Laurie Strode in there. But the character of Laurie Strode is also she gets crazy as she ages. You know, she chops off that guy's head who turned out it wasn't Michael Myers and it, crazy. Yeah, she she gets overtaken by the Halloween. Yeah, so I just didn't want to go with that one. So what about you? I am going to do Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Okay, the virginal babysitter. That's it. I want to be that person that popped that cherry at that moment. Uh, and I just think that she's kind of awesome in that first movie. And it's just one time and you're done. And then I'm going to... Mary Wichita because I love her. I love that movie. I loved everything about her character in that movie. And I just think that she's incredible as that character. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say goodbye to Nev Campbell because she was a little too uptight for me. Aw, she was a prude, eh? No, I don't know about a prude, but she was uptight. Fair enough. I would not have sex with your dog again. (laughs) Again? I... You know, she she wasn't gentle with my arm. No, she's never gentle. <laughs> this week, it's a Halloween horror pick for Trailer Trash. Woohoo! And we're going with a brand new trailer called The Forest. Now, this film doesn't come out until January, but it's got a really creepy premise. So it's about twin sisters who are all grown up now and... They still sort of know what's going on with each other's lives. They got that twin thing that happens. One of them goes missing and they go missing in a suicide forest in Japan. I'm going to be completely honest. As you know, I am like a supernatural horror crazy file. Um, There is, in fact, a forest in Japan called the suicide forest where people go in and they they're lost souls who die out there. And the rest of the story is about the other sister going into that woods. Sarah is the main character, and she is played by Natalie Dormer, who is also from Game of Thrones. Okay. She's such a bad guy in Game of Thrones. I don't know that I can buy her as not a bad guy now. That's fair. I mean, I don't know if the movie looks that great, to be honest. It it doesn't. It looks... Like, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I'd watch it on Netflix, but I feel like this is a January release... Horror movies that come out in January are usually pretty crappy mm-hmm. because they don't have anywhere else on the schedule to put it. They know summer isn't the time for horror, so they shove it in during the winter months. Yeah, I, I just think that it's one of those movies that is going to have a lot of press behind it, so it might do better than you would think. And the concept is there, but watching the trailer, I don't know about the man with the weird like hay mask yeah it doesn't look very scary here's the deal though check out the forest it's hashtag the forest is real because uh, that is the part that's going to be really interesting about it and what is the japanese forest called do you remember i do not aokigahara aokigahara yeah also known as the suicide forest 
or Sea of Trees. And there's a Vice episode all about it. So definitely Ooh, check that out. You know what? I might actually check that out next. The forest has a historical association with demons. What? Very interesting. I, I do think that the interesting thing about this movie is the fact that it's set in Japan. So I'm kind of excited about that. And I'm excited to watch it at home in my PJs on Netflix. Yes. Nowhere near the suicide forest. <laughs> so next week, be sure to check in again because we're going to watch a horror movie classic and pay a little homage to Wes Craven, who recently passed away. We're going to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet over the years, you're crazy pants. But if you haven't, now's the time to check it out. And then join us next week when we chat about that. Actually, and I'm going to throw in a little bit of extra credit. Um, but you don't have to do this. I did this in university. I rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street. And then immediately following, I also watched Scream because I hadn't seen it since like I was like way young. And um, they're very interesting to watch like one right after the other. There's a lot of nods to Nightmare on Elm Street in Scream. That is true. Particularly with the casting because Johnny Depp, Skeet Ulrich, that whole thing. But and I forget all the other things. But I remember when I watched it, my mind was blown. So if you have time, watch both side by side. I will try to make time. Me too. And now it's time for Sex in the News. Sort of. Do, 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 do. Kind of. Wow. Um, so this isn't really news news, uh, but BuzzFeed came out with a new video that I thought was kind of cool. And that video will be linked in the description. Absolutely. But please do not watch it before listening because I have a little game for us to play. I like games. So the video talks about a bunch of different gay slang terms that straight people might not be that aware of, but that gay people utilize on the regular. Well, you know, I am a fan of the gays. Of course. Who isn't? Exactly. Only bigots. (laughs) I will. Yeah. I will probably knock this out of the park. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know. Well, I knew a couple of them. But I knew almost none of these. Well, you know, I'm a little more with it than you. You're more with it than me? Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Okay. The first term is fruit fly. What does that mean? A fruit fly is a gay man who keeps coming around and you don't really want his stuff, but he keeps calling and you kind of can't get rid of him. A fruit fly is a straight female who hangs out almost exclusively with gay men. Well, that's someone you don't want hanging around and they just sort of hang around. I know, but it's a woman and and they don't specifically say they don't want her hanging around, but I bet you that's kind of the, the yeah, subtext fair. in there. That's fair. I bet you it's the subtext. Next term is U-Haul. Oh my gosh. A U-Haul is someone that you date because you want to use their car. Yeah. A U-Haul is a stereotype that lesbians get serious way too quickly and or move in way too quickly. It comes from the joke, what does a lesbian bring to her second date? A U-Haul. Oh, they move in together right very away. Very funny. Interesting. I had no <laughs> idea about this. So Maybe so, I'm not as with it as I thought. So that's what I'm saying. These are gay terms that are like 
well known within the gay community, but not so much outside of it. Okay, what's next? Uh, Gold Star. This one I feel like you'll know. Oh my gosh, a gold star goes to somebody who is just over the top peachy keen. Someone who's never had sex with a person of the opposite sex. So for example, what? you're a gold star gay man or gay woman if you've only had sex with other men or women. Wow. Because a lot of gay people will have at some point or another had sex with someone of the opposite sex. Yep. No, I understand. So you get a gold star if you stay true to your gayness. Wow. Okay. I am 0 oh and 3. Uh, unicorn. Uh, unicorn is uh, a mythical man or woman. Yeah. Well. Who completely fits the gay package. A bisexual girl who wants to be part of a boy girl threesome. Oh, because they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it. A <laughs> uh, size queen. A size. So size queen is somebody who likes uh, a guy who likes really big members. Members. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. You oh, got yeah. that one. I think that's a straight term as well. Yeah, I think that's an anybody term. I don't know yeah. how that got in the video. What does side mean? Side? S-I-D-E? Correct. It's which side of the bed you take. A gay man who enjoys all aspects of intercourse with the exception of anal penetration. So he's like a pitcher, not a catcher. No, I mean, I think he, he only does foreplay. Oh, will not penetrate or be penetrated. That's what I think it means. It's a weird name. Just a side. Yeah. You think like think about it like a meal, like the main course is. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. But you just like the sides. Gotcha. I like that, actually. That is a smart term. All right. An otter. Wow. This could mean so many things. <laughs> An otter. Somebody who likes to splash around in water and get playful. A small but hairy gay man. Oh, man. Kind of like a bear, oh. but smaller, so they're an otter. That's ridiculous. So, like, if Danny DeVito was gay, he would be an otter. Or Joe Pesci, he would be an otter. No, these people are too fat to be otters. Otters are sleek and beautiful mythic creatures. These are beavers, clearly. <laughs> but beavers, but beavers are girls. By the woman yeah, member. They're muskrats. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to help the gay community out they're muskrats guys all right that is it for today oh thank you so much that was a lot of fun that was such a fun i liked episode. i liked that uh that gay last segment that was fun i know it was a fun quiz yeah, it was i only got one right but it was still good <laughs> All right, so thank you guys so much for listening. And please don't forget to check us out at friendselephants.com. Or Facebook at Friends Elephants. Or email us, friendswithelephants at mail.com. Or you can always catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Savannah. And please, if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell anybody you know who you think would love a little variety hour that we, uh, we kind of rock out here. 
and make sure that you subscribe so that you get it every week. Make sure that you rate us on iTunes. That's super helpful. Well, take a few moments, whether you're in Canada or the States or Europe, and just think about what it is that you're thankful for, because we are thankful for you. Thank you for listening. We are so happy to have you every week. Listen to us. We cannot even say how happy we are. That was so nice of you to say. Ella, friends, you're the best. You are the best. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) 